Hello, everyone. You're listening to Musai Collective. I'm your host, Lindsay Cabrera. And before we begin, I want you to take a deep inhale for four seconds. Hold for three seconds. And exhale for eight seconds. What you just did there was bringing yourself into the present moment, fully conscious of your breath. Today, I'm really excited to introduce you to Breathwork Musai, Sabrina Estrellita, based in Cabarete, Dominican Republic. I recently just met Sabrina and experienced my very first breathwork session a few weeks ago. I was so stunned and I knew I had to share with you the Nye breathwork technique and its pure transformational magic. Growing up in Germany, Sabrina always had a lifelong feeling of homesickness, and after living in many parts of the world, Cabarete is now home base with 13 years of setting in her roots. She is now cultivating something special for her community. This past May, Sabrina opened up the space, an energy vortex in Cabarete, offering breathwork sessions, workshops, dance classes, and much more. Since May, Sabrina has led over 100 plus guided Naya breathwork sessions. Her vision is to empower the self-responsibility in people and bringing a new sense of self-awesomeness and expanding consciousness to her community. This breathwork Masai is a guide to watch and you can follow her on Instagram at the underscore space underscore within underscore you. Today, we'll be discussing Naya breathwork, facing fears, setting boundaries, and learning to surrender. I hope you enjoyed this episode and here's Sabrina Estrellita on Musai Collective. Today, I'm in a very special space, actually called The Space, here in Cabarete, Dominican Republic with breathwork guide Sabrina Estrellita. I really love your space. Ironically enough, it is called The Space and this is where you do your magic. <laughs> yes, it's a magical place. It it's is. It's Vortex. I just want to touch a little bit about your origin and your feeling, your lifelong feeling of homesickness. <laughs> I think it, it ties into where you are today and your journey. And what's this feeling you've had your entire life? Absolutely. Yeah. So I was born and raised in Germany, in the south of Germany, close to Munich. That lifelong feeling of homesickness was there since the day I was born. Basically, I just never felt like I fit in or like I belong there. And I, I had periods of where I wanted to leave home, like from very early on, like my grandmother told me a couple of years ago, it's like, oh yeah, the first time you wanted to leave your home was like two years old and you just <laughs> packed your little yellow suitcase, but then you couldn't get out of the door of the garden. And uh, yeah, and I don't even remember that. I remember consciously I was six years old and I was so fed up and I was mm-hmm. like, I need to leave. And like, don't get me wrong. I have great parents and great, you know, childhood and all the love was there, but it just, I never felt like I belong. And I just felt like I'm so, yeah, I don't fit in there. Like I want something different. I want to be somewhere else. Like I, I always had this pull to mm. be elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we want to get into what exactly is breathwork for those who don't know. Yeah. So that's a good question, obviously, because <laughs> there's so much breathwork out there right now. It's all coming out of the woodworks. Thank God. I think to this pandemic that people become more aware of to have a good respiratory system. I think I really had brought this out. 
in people. And so breathwork has been around since ancient times. Mm -hmm. It's an old, you know, science and it's just been lost and refound and lost and refound and there's been periods of this. And so right now a lot of it comes back. And so breathwork is a conscious, connected, full body breath through the mouth, supported by sound, by music, because mm -hmm. music is one of these tools that can touch us and trigger us in different ways than anything else mm -hmm. and um, change our frequency vibrations within and supported by a hand-on assistance yeah us mm -hmm. when actually was your first experience with breathwork and when did you have that like first oh my gosh like aha moment with breathwork yeah it's honestly you're gonna laugh it's just gonna it's like two and a little two and a little bit years ago yeah. that I've had my first breathwork experience and it just was like a light bulb turn on and of all the things that I've could possibly have like chosen to be my path to walk on professionally. It's breath work. Like I've been sick all my childhood with asthma for, and breathing was one of the hardest things in my life. And still it's difficult. This work has helped me so much mm -hmm. to break through that. My lifestyle has, you know, changes in my lifestyle have well helped me to break through that. But I would have never ever in my life guessed that I would pick up breath work as something that I want to study. When somebody is in the middle of doing a breathwork session, what are the sensations? Like, what are they feeling in this moment? Well, what breathwork, what this type of breathwork does to you, it activates the nervous system. And then in the process of that, it allows physical, emotional, and spiritual releases. Like it allows the nervous system to discharge what stagnant within our energy. Okay. So, and ultimately then it brings the body into a very, very deep relaxation, like at the end of the journey. It's like, yeah, we first activate and bring ourselves into the fight flight state. It's like a highly stressed state for our body and mind, but in a safe and supported setting. Mm -hmm. So this is a whole lot different than out in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And then during this journey, after the peak of that, we'll just start going down, down into very deep relaxation, like deeper. Like if you wanted to get to that state of relaxation and brain coherence, it would take you a long time meditating and a lot of practice meditating before you could get there. Mm -hmm. But with this type of breath work, you can just get there within an hour and you don't have to have any experience. And then just the more you practice, the more frequently you do this, the more your body will and your mind will surrender to just do that more easily. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's it's a never ending path that you can just keep doing that. It's not something you do once. It's something you start as a lifestyle and you just keep doing that frequently. Yeah. Well, I actually did my very first breath work ever, probably a few weeks ago with you here in the space. And wow, what is this? And the best way that I can describe it was it was such a feeling of euphoria and bliss. And I think I remember when we went back to our normal breath and we were having kind of that floating, sinking feeling again, that's when I felt like all of these emotions come up, but because of what you were saying and the feeling, and I just was like, all I could feel was like, this is so beautiful. And it like brought me to my <laughs> tears and I was so touched. And I was like, wow, I have discovered something here. <laughs> and that's why we're sitting here today because I want to share this. So I did my second one last week. And this is something I definitely wanted to integrate into my life now weekly if I can, because I'm just so interested in seeing what unfolds in my own breathwork journey. Yeah. So I'm really excited. <laughs> Oh, there's so much, so much. So what are some of the uh, transformational side effects of practicing breathwork? There is a lot, many. It works on so many different levels. And like the thing is like you can't ever tell 
what's going to happen for a person because there is these three different, we'll call it three different types of releases you could have like there could be undigested emotions that will surface and release there could be physical trauma tension like or like literal pain that you have in your body that could just release Mm -hmm. there could be higher states of consciousness that can be entered when your brain starts to be coherent which happens with the breath and you find yourself in some transcendent states and people have literal spiritual awakenings Mm. or experiences like things you would achieve with you know doing mind-altering plant medicine or Mm -hmm. something like this Mm -hmm. so yeah it's a transformational in the way that your health just gets better it brings inflammation down in the body it lowers the blood pressure it helps for cells to renew you become a better performer because you learn to use your breath to calm yourself down in high stress situations whether you're an athlete or whether you have a high performance job you just learn through to breathe through it like you just told me earlier today (laughs) right you become aware of that and like keep a clear mind in that sense you you get a better connection to yourself because if you frequently go within you and open your heart and like see the essence of who you are then you're connected with yourself more with you know yeah you know who you are you know what you need you know your truth and then you can just show yourself and connect yourself better with the rest of the world with your relationships yeah and all of that we become just more sensitive as well Mm -hmm. and things that are in our life that don't serve us that are toxic they really start showing up and that's kind of always a warn people like look if you do this then you know maybe there can start to be some turbulences in your life because you're gonna see what what people don't serve you what uh, habits don't serve you what substances don't serve you and you will probably start to take a decision of not having these toxic things in your life. And that can create a lot of chaos. It's just really similar to what is happening like on the global scale right now with yeah. the world. It's detoxing itself. It yeah. And so those are the transformational effects. And like what I just hear from my people that have breath with me, not with anyone else, just a few people that came to me, yes. the few <laughs> people sleep better that had insomnia. All of a sudden they call me like Sabrina, I've been sleeping. I haven't slept without medicine in I don't know how long. Yeah. Or I, this pain that I had is just gone because the tension just releases from certain places. We right. have chronic pain and yeah. it just disappears Yeah. at least for a while Yeah. or forever sometimes. I mean, I don't know. People were, were like, anger they're just like sabrina i lost my anger it's gone i'm i'm a more peaceful person or they live more from their heart and yeah these spiritual awakenings it's like oh my god there's so much more out there than just this yeah that i see with my eyes like there is a whole universe to discover Mm -hmm. people make these experiences which is like so important right now too where we are in confinement and where we need to know that there is more even if we're just with ourselves that there is other things to explore i'm so excited to explore this with you actually here so speaking of you actually opened the space in may of 2020 yeah crazy times Uh, actually i have to say official opening date was sort of march and that was exactly the date where we had the first covid case Uh, of course ironically yeah i was like this can't be i was hoping this doesn't come here but now it's here and i'm like okay i made a mistake on my manifestation because i manifested this place this is like pure like 
I never thought this could ever happen. Yeah. And I manifested this place for like six months, just, you know, sitting in my tiny living room, thinking like, feeling myself, seeing myself in here, like I'm meditating, like I'm dancing, like I'm breathing <laughs> and all this. But in my manifestation, I was always alone. Uh-huh. I didn't manifest to be with other people. Uh-huh. So I'm like, damn it, careful what you wish for. <laughs> and I spent another three months manifesting again yes. to have this place filled yeah. with my community. Yeah. Instead of myself. <laughs> yeah. And you managed to, uh, you know, start doing your social distance sessions with yeah. like six to eight people in here. Yeah. And so how does that feel to be able to offer this during a time of chaos in the world? And you're letting people come into the space here to guide them on their breathwork journey. Man, it feels so good. Yeah. It just, <laughs> it's just like it couldn't have come at a better time. Mm-hmm. Because this is so needed or this was so needed in that time after already three months of being locked down, people were just craving to have an experience, to have some kind of stimulation, to have some kind of relief and a sense of community and like connection because we're here with it's like a like a little bit of a ceremonial setting we do this here, you know, I open a circle, we all in this journey together, we close the circle, everything is very you know, led by the heart and people have just been so disconnected from from everything and everyone else. And even we're socially distanced from one another, but we're yet in the same room together in the same energy bubble, let's say. Yes. Raising our frequency together, creating this vortex yeah. of energy and a um, portal. A portal. Yes. And just like I feel yeah, so many people have their pain or, you know, emotions that have been holding them back and and all these things that burdened them, they left it here and we transcend it and it's transcended to like a good higher frequency and it just stays in this room and I just love it because it's a round room, just feel like there's no beginning, there is no end, it just keeps spiraling. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. I love it and in here. Just, you, can, you can feel like this. I feel like you step into the energy it, in just, here, it's so cozy and yeah. it smells nice and there's yeah. beautiful pillows everywhere. Yeah. You guys really, you really want to be here, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's like people waiting for slumber parties. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody wants to leave at the end. (laughs) We're like, okay, everyone, time to go home. (laughs) No, and I honestly, I just feel incredibly grateful to Mm -hmm. offer this space for, you know, everyone to come Mm -hmm. and to be that space where you can just... A safe space, Be without a symbolic filter or mask. Yeah. Where you can just be yourself, no judgment, no fear, just good feelings and trust and mm-hmm. and that's it and being together and like just having this as a meeting place yeah where we can be face to face without bullshit yes yeah <laughs> i love you <laughs> yes sorry speaking I'm not of, no I, pc i'm yeah. not <laughs> that wouldn't be speaking me. of bullshit this leads into the, my next question oh, <laughs> Well, Speaking about bullshit, just, you know, talking about setting boundaries. Uh-huh. And, you know, sometimes <laughs> there's a lot of bullshit with boundaries. And I think it's important to understand what matters to you to make this happen and to understand your values and your intentions. So how can breathwork help guide someone to get into a state of practicing healthy boundaries in their life or their day to day? Well, before you can have boundaries, you need to know who you are. I would say you Mm -hmm. need to know what you need. You need to know what's your truth. And 
this is exactly what the breath shows you. The breath is a doorway between your physical existence and your soul. Mm -hmm. And the more frequently you enter into that door to go within you, to connect to your essence, to connect to your truth, then you will clearly see outside in your physical world what are the things that don't make me feel good. And I mean, every once in a while, I teach a boundary class in mm -hmm. here. So to repeat it for myself, because this was one of the most important lessons that I've learned in this year. Actually, it's super late in life, but I just literally until recently didn't know that I had to have boundaries, that I was allowed to have boundaries because as children, we are oftentimes taught that boundaries aren't a good thing, like saying no is not a good thing or like standing up for yourself is like not a good thing. And so we get shut down on these kind of things. And if you never learn it, then you just end up being a people pleaser and being drained or be being overcommitted and mm -hmm. so on and so on. And I've been one of these people for sure. And now with this work, I had to create professional boundaries, which were, you know, in the beginning, I didn't have it. I was just like, oh, well, let's just do this. Mm -hmm. And I realized how fast I was drained, how fast I was feeling like maybe disrespected in some ways. Like very, very quickly, I was like, okay, no, this doesn't work. I need to know exactly how I want to conduct this business. Mm -hmm. So I need to put some boundaries for me as a facilitator so people know exactly what they have to expect from me. What are my responsibilities? Yes. How I can make them feel safe? And then what I expect as an energy exchange for yeah. that and as in terms of respect and all of that. Mm -hmm. And so I've been writing black and white, my professional boundaries. And in the same time, I was like, wow, this I should do for my life. Like, yeah, I should actually, you know, you know, what, what are the things that I expect in return for me being good to you? And like, what do I, yeah. you know, where is that wall? And so, yeah, I just, I just started creating these walls further out around me because when you have that wall that is solid and it doesn't have to be all black and white, you know, once you know what's making you feel good and in the moment somebody oversteps the boundary, you will exactly feel it in your body because it won't make you feel good. Mm -hmm. The moment it does, something doesn't make you feel good, you're either triggered in your nervous system and you're replaying an old story, like there's something old that surfaces that doesn't make you feel good and not actually the person in front of you. Huh. Or somebody's really not making you feel good or respecting you and just taking from you. So, you know, we have to learn ourselves, what are these wounds, where are my sensitive points and like be more aware of this and not blame other people for making us feel bad. Mm -hmm. So we have to be, you know, doing our own work, mm -hmm. but then also, no, to, you know, say and verbalize, like, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, fe I'm not feeling fair about this. I'm not, this doesn't make me feel good. Verbalize it in a grown up positive manner. So you can have a discussion and not an argument. Yeah. You know, it's, there's just ways of like peaceful communication and all of this. It's just a process to learn. Of course. And, um, all that comes with boundaries. Yeah. And again, boundaries bring a lot of turbulence. Because if you had never had boundaries, like I'm in my flood before, I'm, I might not have had a lot of strong boundaries. Then the people that were in my life, especially also my relationship, my family mm -hmm. and all of this. When once you start putting these boundaries, people are like, well, they hit the wall because they don't know what don't, to do. They, they <laughs> not, not because you don't let them do certain things anymore. Yeah. You're like, 
no, no. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, whoa, what happened? Why are you like this now? So they start to be in resistance of that. Uh-huh. But that's also how you find out who are the people that are supporting you and loving you because yes. they will start to respect these things if you communicate them well. Or who are the people that are toxic and just like using you because they will not respect and they will try to keep on overstepping these boundaries. And then it's up to you to keep these people in your life or not. Mm-hmm. But when you have these walls, it is like a natural um, selection uh-huh. of people who are respecting your boundaries and they can come close to your heart and then your heart doesn't have to have a wall. Exactly. Right? You can live from your heart and everyone that's close to you, boom, right there. Everyone that doesn't respect your personal outside boundaries. <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> you can never come to my heart. Yeah. So I stopped protecting my heart and like open that for the people that deserve it yeah but before i was living with a wall around my heart because Mm -hmm. i got constantly hurt from other people and like it didn't feel safe yeah but now i create myself a fortress (laughs) (laughs) yeah and um it feels just you know a lot safer to open the heart which is really my my highest goal to be completely with my heart open and always connected to that instead of my ego which is you know another player in the game (laughs) that wants to run the show exactly so we'll just it's transition yeah yeah i think it's really important to set boundaries professionally with your work life and personally for sure just to get through your day to day. No, yeah. Yeah, you know, you need to yeah. have these boundaries. I think this pandemic actually has shown people's true colors. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And, and you realize this person is maybe not my kind of cup uh-huh. of tea or whatever, yeah. you know, but I've just noticed this with my, my network or you might see certain things are unveiled on social media and this and that. And you're just like, hey, like, <laughs> mm not you anymore (laughs) i'm just getting rid of people like this so and i feel this pandemic has also really reinforced us who may have not had any boundaries to put these boundaries without feeling bad about them Mm -hmm. because many people don't have boundaries because they feel like then others don't like them anymore and you know they offend anyone with saying no and all of this but um, because of the the restrictions that came with this pandemic to protect ourselves, mm-hmm. um, we were allowed to say no to certain things. And yeah, and it's okay. And, There's no hard yeah, feelings. Like, and the people who didn't, you know, it's the true colors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just allowed to, us to cut the fat, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so good. So Goodbye. Good. But hey, it's a progress exactly so, ongoing constant work i'm not saying with any means that i'm there already yeah like it's, it's a day-to-day still, thing you know when yeah. you wake up every day you have choices to make all throughout your day yeah you know so yeah i i really think that myself setting boundaries it's something that i've really started doing over the last few years i feel like there was a time i was probably more of a people pleaser myself as well always saying yes to clients and friends and things. And even if I felt in my gut, it was a bad feeling inside. I didn't know how to say no, you know? And I think when you recognize this feeling is there, that's when you know something doesn't feel right about this. And I need to say no (laughs) and not feel bad and stand in your power, step into your power, you know? So another big topic for this past year is the surrendering. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I know, I I realized actually in the middle of everything that 
I have the issue with having to have control of everything in my life. And I had to learn to let go of having control because I I couldn't control what's going on with work and these things. And I was like, well, I guess this is just what it is. And, you know, I need to make the best of it. And I had to surrender. (laughs) We all had to. You know? We all had to. I feel, well, what I saw really quickly, what I like, a thing that I realized, and probably many people realize that or maybe not. I don't know. The people that are in resistance, they are the ones that suffer. And the people that know to surrender, they are the ones that thrive in this situation. And this is where, again, breathwork ties into because breathwork is a practice of trust and surrender. Trust that you're safe and surrender the need of controlling anything. Because what that type of breathwork does to you, it just your body needs to be surrendered so that it can release those tensions or pains or emotions that are there because we're so tied up and we're like so much in control of everything. Like in control of our emotions, right? Because you know how it feels when something comes in your belly and then it feels all kind of weird and <laughs> like you really feel like you want to cry, but you yes, can't because yes. it's people and all you these just things. like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. hold your breath and like <laughs> put it back down and then it stays there. It's not yeah, that it goes away, it just stays there. And that's yeah. what I see on the daily with people who come to breathe. It's just like the moment they finally open and breathe in their belly, boom, Everything yes. just comes out because you can't keep it there forever. I mean, you can, yes. but that's really bad for you. Imagine yes. like lower emotions. And I'm never going to say that there's bad emotions or good emotions because there is no bad or good emotions. All emotions are good because it means that we feel something and we're human. Yes. But we learn when we're little that there is bad emotions that nobody wants to see your anger and your fear and your uh, pain and like your jealousy and like all of those things, you yes. know, you just learn to hide that. Yes. And people just want to see that we're happy and then, then, uh-huh. then happy emotions, <laughs> which are encouraged. And in some cultures, they're not even encouraged. Like some cultures, you just don't show any uh-huh. emotion. <laughs> but yeah, we learn to separate ourselves from these lower emotions and then we just keep them within and lower emotions have low frequency and low frequency brings us down. Yeah. And so, and then you're just walking around in this low frequency. Yeah. So with the breath, what we just encourage for these low frequencies to, you know, come back, being back, triggered back. Yeah. Like these emotions are triggered because they're somewhere from the past. Boom. They come up, they come out. We transform them with our, we have like a, um, a tool that's called toning. It's the sound of, ah, but you do it louder than this. Yes. (laughs) And ah is a high frequency. sound and so your voice is a a tuning fork for your body and with your voice you can attune frequency in your body and so we oftentimes use that sound of ah to attune from a lower emotion a low frequency get to a higher frequency and transcend that or transmute yes yes (laughs) (laughs) Uh. yeah and like try this anytime you cry you're angry just go ah <laughs> you will see how fast it goes and uh, okay. how good it feels it's okay. a great tool to have an everyday practice but yeah no release is going to happen if you don't surrender if you don't let go of control if you cannot trust and just let the magic happen on its own you know let the body do what it needs to do let the nervous discharge and it can only happen if you 
surrender the need to move around, surrender the need to play stories in your head, just like, and just, just do surrender. what you're told, just yes. breathe, focus breathe. on your breath and yes. don't move any other muscle than your diaphragm. Yeah. <laughs> but it's incredibly hard. Uh -huh. And that's where you can see people's first nature showing up there the way they are, the way they try to defend themselves or avoid and all this shows in the breath. It's incredible. Like I feel so blessed that I've been um, getting to know my community in a whole different level. Oh yeah. Like before I knew people, of, like I know what they show to the world. Yeah, like out there. But now I get <laughs> to see who they truly are. And yes. like, there's so many feel like, oh my God, I'm I feel like I really underestimated that person because they're so beautiful. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just a, a blessing to, to see from this angle as mm -hmm. a facilitator. Yeah. What, what people are capable of and how people are. And yeah. And also how some just, you know, run away from their truth. Yeah. And it's, it's incredible. Like the people you'd least expect. Exactly. Yeah. And I think this is something that is so important to have in this community because I don't think there's really any other facilitators. Is there, there is. Oh, is there? There okay. is a couple actually, okay. yeah, which is good. There is, yeah, a couple different kinds of breathwork. Not the same, not okay. neither. There's one friend here currently, uh, my friend Claudia, who actually introduced me to my first uh, Naya breathwork uh -huh. experience in my life. She's a dear friend who's lived here 10 years ago uh -huh. and then she left for eight years I haven't seen her and then two years ago she just comes back and she's like <laughs> hey I'm doing this breathing thing you want to come and I'm like oh, I hate breathing I don't think so I don't know <laughs> I'm like okay but because it's you I'll, I'll come and yeah and then she kicked my ass <laughs> <laughs> and here we are <laughs> yeah and so she's uh, studying with the same teacher like I know uh -huh. Uh, my teacher because of her yeah incredibly grateful for that and uh, she's here currently she comes in the winter seasons and she's yeah also working here with me in the space she's offering a workshop for the next five weeks oh, which nice. I'm really excited about cool. it's science of um, the art of being human ah. together with some breathwork exercises okay um she yeah she studied more than only one breathwork technique. So she's like just showing more different varieties of what okay. breathwork is. So I'm really excited about that. Cool. And yeah, so, but there's more offered in the community and I'm happy because the more people that breathe, the better. The and, better. <laughs> and it's like, you know, some people prefer me as a facilitator, but then others are more drawn to that other person. Like it's a personal thing. You yeah. Know? I, I can't serve everybody and not everybody wants to be served by me. People yeah. will come and maybe they'll try different yeah. experiences and find where they fit. Yeah. Yeah. So naturally, after speaking about boundaries and surrendering, we must talk about fear because this is another thing that <laughs> I think has come up for many people, especially with the amount of fear that's portrayed in the media, people's yeah. opinions, social media, everything. What are some tools you implement in your daily life to overcome your fears? And do you have any advice on ways we can be more conscious to facing our fears in our day-to-day -day lives? Yeah, I love <laughs> Take this. Take a deep breath. I love this because <laughs> I've, I've committed myself in the beginning of this year, even before the pandemic happened, I committed myself to do everything that scares the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been sticking to that. Okay. 
And I mean, those, so that's one of my tools, my main tool to just go towards the fear instead of running away from it. Okay. Because when you run away from it, it follows you, right? Mm -hmm. So you can not run away from the lessons you have to learn. And if you want to like get over it finally and like stop this scary thing to follow you, <laughs> then you have to face it. Confront it, yeah. Confront it, yeah. yeah. And so another tool obviously is my breath work. It's been huge, huge because all the things that we are scared of or many things that we are scared of are stories from the past, ghosts from the past, things that we have experienced that left an imprint in our nervous system, in our body and mind, and that triggered this fear that we feel like, you know, we prejudge a situation because something in our nervous system gets set off and our body tenses and we don't feel good about it. But it's like we perceive something, then our nervous system sets out a feeling because it compares with the past. That's what the nervous system does. And then we react a certain way and we either run or we flee, mm -hmm. uh, fight or we flee. Yeah, 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 <laughs> fight or flight. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so one of the most important tricks is to eliminate those old stories. And that's what breathwork is for. So you can have less triggers in your nervous system and you don't get set off as much. And then still there's going to be some things you'd be scared of, but then face it, look at it. Because you know what we do when we have like a, when we have a wound in our body, right? We just cover it. We don't want to look at it because yeah. it's, it's, we don't want to look at our wounds. Mm -hmm. And then they are scary. It's like, ah, <laughs> I don't know how bad it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but once we start like looking at it or bringing light into the dark and we like actually see what we're scared of, then we are less scared of it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, also when we, when we start to just do it anyway, just do it anyway, even yeah. though you're scared of, and then you realize that oh, it's that, not that actually, scary. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> and like, actually, wow, I'm really like talented in this one thing that I've thought all this time that I can't do it. Like, let's say singing, because all my life people told me my voice was ugly. And now the more I sing, uh, the more I enjoy myself and like, I don't care anymore how I sound, but actually I'm not sounding that bad. And, um, you know, all these things, like for me, my biggest achievement in this year, when it comes to fear, I started surf foiling. Like I've been surfing for 10 years and I've been sort of like on a point where I didn't progress much anymore. My my partner, he's crazy for foiling. Like he's What's foiling, foiling? Foil, hydrofoil. It's like this, like a surfboard and it has this like anchor oh. looking thing on the bottom and just elevates over the water and you're just flying. Oh. Yeah. And so there's a big trend out there right now. Okay. There's like lots of people with kites. They will foil. You can see it everywhere here. Like okay. There's people on It's it. not kite surfing. It's a different thing. If there's kites with a foil, there is surfing with a foil. Okay. There is wing foiling. That's like super trending right now. Okay. In all the world. And um, yeah, so my partner, he's doing it all. He's a crazy waterman. <laughs> and he's been in my ears for years. Like, oh, come on, try, 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 try. But it's like, it looks dangerous and it can be dangerous because it's a lot of moving parts and a lot of sharp parts like yeah. much more dangerous than surfing yeah and I've always said no because I'm like no like I'm not talented learning something new I'm you know I'm not good with balance like all these things that I've been telling myself and like I don't want to get hurt 
And then it this was just like, how I feel about surfing. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. And, and then, surfing and everyone here is always like, so what sport do you do? And I'm like, I don't do either because yeah. I'm scared. But don't I feel me. like yes. I might ease into the surfing. Yes. It's, <laughs> yes, you have to. It's so good. Like surfing, oh my God. Like it's, I mean, surfing is a sport, but surfing is a philosophy. It's a lifestyle. It just teaches you so much about <laughs> you know, humility and just like being in the moment. But yeah, the, like uh, just to come back quickly and finish up with my yes. foiling experience that in the middle of the pandemic, it was June and like, I was just like, I'm like so fed up because we, we were not allowed to serve. There was no, like no water sports, nothing like in the official places, but we, I mean, we broke the law. Yeah. We have a little spot right out here and we just sneak out early in the morning before the yeah. sunrise. <laughs> and um, it's a foil spot and you can only foil it. Uh, yeah. And I was just like, man, this is the apocalypse. The world is going down. Nobody gives a shit anymore. And I don't care if I'm going to hurt myself and I'm just going to do this because <laughs> I committed myself to do everything that scares the shit out of me and I cannot run from this challenge. And so I just went and you know what? I went with a mindset of, oh my God, I'm going to fall a hundred times. I'm going to bang myself up and it's going to be like so embarrassing. I took my first wave and I was riding nothing. <laughs> and I was like, wow. And that is okay, too this, much. Is not, this is not, you know, many people struggle, uh -huh. but I was just fortunate. I had it just my boyfriend, he's like, yeah total nerd with like the yeah. setup so he gave me a good setup and like I feel like my higher consciousness is connected to his and like all that he knows I kind of know and now I'm in love oh, and amazing. I'm really good See? and I'm just like wow and wow. like no one else and there's, fear there's was stopping you yeah people do it here and like uh yeah I do something now with my partner bears before he was always going off to do his thing and like I was going to do my thing surfing whatever even if we traveled together he was always separate places doing yes. our thing yes and now we have something together and oh, it's like this nice. is what I got from facing my fear oh. I'm like connected doing something with the person I love yeah and he's happy I'm happy and I'm just <laughs> stoked that I do something that is you know kind of special yeah like, yeah it's yeah. Because you faced a fear. Yeah. And then there's a whole new philosophy <laughs> after the whole surf philosophy. Yeah. I'm like having a whole new perspective on like, wow, what's foiling teaching me about riding the emotion waves? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so on. What is your life philosophy? My life philosophy. My yeah. life philosophy, you know, I would say life is a canvas. Life is a canvas and that you're entitled to live the life of your wildest dreams and that you are born with some intention, some gift, some purpose. And the only way to live a really happy and fulfilled life is to follow that purpose. And everyone has it. <laughs> you know, there's no one special out there. Everyone is special. Everyone has a unique gift to provide to this world mm -hmm. and the more we are connected to this gift the more the universe will conspire for us and things will fall in place and will be supported whereas when we don't do what we are supposed to do in this life we'll constantly struggle and we'll have to work so hard to make it happen and so you know some people feel like they have to do this thing that they were born into that was expected from them and I was always and that's why I have issues in my prior 
you know, life for yes. the first 18 years of my life. Yes. <laughs> because I did not want to follow that status quo and, yes. like, you know, get trapped by the system yes. and all this. And I was always fighting against that, which caused a lot of pain and suffering in my younger years. But then the moment I disconnected myself from that and started following my heart and just living my dream and just do what any, but people, you know, I live my life like I'm on a vacation. Yeah. But I'm working with so many people for so many years, they didn't even see that because I'm just here and there while they're at home. And I had to listen to a lot of like, yeah, you, you know, you just, you, <laughs> you just, you're just always on vacation. Because Living in La La Land. Pictures, but you yeah. don't see that I'm also working hard yes. to pay for all this. And mm -hmm. like, you know, that I'm not having all the luxury that they have. Yes, yes. Like I have no attachments. I don't really exist on paper. You know what yeah. I mean? I just... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just a whole different thing. So we have to let go of our materialism if we want to live our dream. We have to let go of the toxic people and habits that keep us down. I was just doing this like uh, we, toxic snip snip. Yeah, toxic snip snip. <laughs> <laughs> and the self-sabotaging patterns and the like limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves and about what we could achieve. And I just go to our essence. And that's also what breathwork does to you. It just brings you to your essence. And you start realizing, oh, there's this thing that really fills me with joy. Yes, I, I think that's this. kind of how I felt. People get inspired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you called me for for this yeah. after the session. I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. Yeah, I was like, we need to talk about this. <laughs> we need to share this. Oh, that's <laughs> that, so good. Because you touched me. And this me. is also one yeah. of my innocent dreams that have you, you know how you have like things that you feel like wow this is so cool like I really love this like I remember I didn't know anything about podcasts like but a few years ago I started listening to this one from Oprah Winfrey the, oh yeah the super soul, soul. Super soul yeah, yeah and I was like wow that's so cool like I just I love having conversations like this yeah me too <laughs> and I just like enjoyed so much I'm like this is so cool that this is out there and I just like innocently love the idea of just two women or two yeah. you know inspired people talking together and just sharing whatever comes out of exactly. this with the world to just inspire others exactly. and then recently I've been listening a lot to like Aubrey Marcus. He's yes. also doing his beautiful podcast. Uh, so informative and so inspiring. And I'm just like, I really love this. And I would have never dreamt of anyone asking me <laughs> to speak on a podcast. <laughs> Your story. I had my own experience here and it was so profound for me that I was like, we need to talk. <laughs> yeah. We must share this. Yes. Really beautiful. Yeah. What is your vision and hope then for here in the future for the space and what you're offering? And I'm sure you have lots cooking in your mind. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm a big dreamer. I don't dream small. <laughs> Not to be humbly big yes. dreaming. Yes, yes. Obviously, no. Honestly, my vision, following the guidelines of evolution, which just recently I listened to this very old, old woman in a documentary and she said, the evolution has three rules and they never changed in the whole course of humanity and uh, of the earth. And so evolution support is ever expanding. It's love and connection and it supports everything that's serving a purpose. It will never extinct anything that doesn't serve a purpose. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So for me, 
well, knowing these rules of evolution, I feel like I want to expand the space like to more services of helping people to to have a more open mind, to have more healing experiences like yeah. sound healing and all kinds of other kind of arts that help people to be more in their body and like feel good and like open ahead. Yeah, open up. Open up, open up. <laughs> I want to expand one day, hopefully the size of this thing, because I already feel it's not big enough for all the things that I want yes, to do. Like, yes. Big enough for my breathing, yes. but not big enough for like 20 people dancing, yeah. like, which is my one, like other thing that I really, really want to bring to this town. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and even going yeah. beyond the limitations of this physical location and like go online and build my website and yes. have like this online space. Yes. Where we can be and meet and for, you know, whenever the next lockdown happens, we can still have this community. Exactly. And so there's just so many things to do. But yeah, expansion and then supporting my community to build this connection with themselves, with each other, with the planet and just enhance that feminine aspect of us that lives within all of us, no matter woman, men. Like we have male, feminine and feminine energy and we've been in the last 2000 years or so been driven more by our male aspects. I think even women, I know, yeah, lots of women are just very connected to their male aspects, like to the doing, to their controlling. Mm -hmm. mm? Instead, of, instead being of being more tapped into their like divine feminine to energy. To the divine feminine yeah. and just being and like receiving and just you know yeah being connected to the heart which yeah. is also here left <laughs> <laughs> connect to that divine feminine connect energy to the heart and start yes. making connections um you know connections from the heart instead of from the ego and yeah ultimately anchor energy Okay. Anchor en energy in this place. That oh, is I can't wait to see what to happens. <laughs> like, and like, just, yeah. I mean, this cabarete has some magic energy. And like I said, it does there's, actually. There's yeah. a lot of rumors around it. Nobody really knows what's going on, but everyone can feel it. Yes. Like, there's this magnetism. People just, they come. They stay for two weeks, then they extend, then they extend, they extend. That's how it happened to me. So many people that I have met, this is their story. I, know, and I came for two months and then I'm They're here, here 13 years later. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's crazy. So Almost and then some people every leave, person. And after years, they come back because it's like, there's no place like this yeah. anywhere in the world. So I want to get to the It's our little secret. Not anymore. <laughs> and like help more to an um, anchor the energy in this place here mm -hmm. and just raise the collective frequency. Mm -hmm. Keep elevate the frequency um, in any way that we can with together with other inspiring people that have the same goals and just yeah they focus on bringing value to the world yes yeah. thank you for sharing that <laughs> <laughs> oh so i'm asking my muses to share couple muses in their lives, but I know this is like basically impossible because we all know so many muses. Is there any one you'd like to give a shout out to or a collective or I don't know how you want to do that, but. Of course, yeah. Like, oh, getting in trouble. <laughs> no, I absolutely want to give a shout out to my teacher, Genevieve Hart. 
Ramnaya Breathwork, who's been a huge inspiration and um, the best mentor I've had in my life so far. And, and ex living by example of where we can be in this experience of being human, like all the things that are possible and the way you can hold yourself as an embodied human. She has a lot of this figured out and thankfully she's sharing it with the world and uh, she's uh, currently really outdoing herself and reinventing herself with this whole pandemic situation also impacted her, obviously, because everyone is impacted. Mm -hmm. And um, she started now to have this online program, which I'm currently also take part in. It's a 10 week journey. It's called Awaken Your Vessel. And I don't need to say much about this because if it resonates with anyone listening to this, then just check out her link and you find I'll, out more about it. Yeah, I'll it's include a, her yeah. Instagram or yeah. details in your description and yeah. people can check it out it's there. It's absolutely magical. It's so transformative and it's something that I've never thought would be ever possible. Just online, like yeah. not even in person. Yes. It's um, energy work, shamanic work, breath work. Whew. I journey, a <laughs> journey, absolutely beautiful. And with our community, mm -hmm. like I'm with this circle of people and we're all evolving together right now. And it's just incredible to see how everyone has been impacted and not only mental, emotionally or physically, but in their world, like, ma like um, materializing, things mm -hmm. are materializing in their own life. It's just incredible. Well, and I love that. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I I'm can so, see it on your face. You're I'm so happy. I'm so blown away. And maybe this is also what we're doing here. Right yeah. Now, materialization yeah. of, of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a huge thing for me to speak my voice here. The card we picked before. Yes. You have the heart on the throat. <gasps> yes. Yes. Throat and the chakra. butterfly over here yes. uh, just for transformation. And it's called the spirit of the warrior. So I don't need to say more. There you go. Um, so yeah, shout out to my teacher that I'm privileged to follow and learn more and share her. Thank you uh, for sharing. I'm definitely going to check her out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then of course, there's so many others in my <laughs> life and really my biggest muses and mirrors have been my closest friends and my partner, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. And um, um, they are huge parts of the puzzle and uh, the puzzle. I wouldn't be here without any of them. So Lovely. <laughs> Okay, so let's get to the Follow Your Bliss finale question. Can you share with us one positive outcome from this pandemic you may have experienced or any life-changing lessons you've learned? Mm, yeah, life-changing lessons, of course, like all of this and still learning. Like I, all of this we just talked about, yeah. I've literally, I mean, I wouldn't say I just learned it, it was all in progress for many, many, many years. But I just feel like I'm finishing this cycle of understanding why everything happened the way it happened. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and what I can, I mean, for me, I mean, it's like, I'm truly sorry for everyone who has lost and, you know, suffered during this time and it's all valid and it's all like, I'm sorry really mm -hmm. but for me personally i've seen a lot of positive outcome for this pandemic because i just feel like we said before the, the veil has been lifted the truth have been coming out the people show their colors people are waking up yep. they hit the wall and they wake up reality which check. was so necessary like people walked into this door 
of my community where I thought they would never, mm. ever be, be, be open to become vulnerable and surrender and go within. But they just had nothing else to do and they just were desperate. And they find something like, well, oh my God, boom, the light bulb yeah. went on. And now this creates ripples onto everyone else that is around them. And it's just so yeah. beautiful to see. I feel like it's been a time where people that are rigid, they have and like hang on to the old ways. I've seen them suffering a lot. Like lots of the people that would tell me that I am not doing the right thing. You know, I'm having a weird lifestyle that is not sustainable and that I'm going to crash somewhere because all these things that I don't have in my life and all these securities and all that. Mm -hmm. Those people are suffering the most right now because they cannot handle the uncertainty of not knowing what's going to happen or yes. when it's going to change. Mm -hmm. And the people that are creative and adaptable, they are thriving. I've seen people like, including myself, I feel I'm thriving in this environment. Yeah. I prepared for this my whole life. <laughs> like I am not surprised that this happened. I knew that this was going to happen. Yeah. In fact, I, really, like, I had a premonitory dream on November 9th, 2019. I dreamt of the apocalypse. <laughs> And all the things were there. Like I dreamt from the, of this meteor in the sky, which ultimately turns out to be that image of the, of the virus. The virus, yes. And like all the emotions, everything was there. It's just in a different dimension. Yeah. But all the symbols, everything was there. And I was like, I, to I woke up and I was like, whoa. And I told this dream to my partner because I'm like, I need to memorize this. And turns out six months later, boom, I'm like, this is it. Mm -hmm. You don't want to see it, but this is it. Mm -hmm. This is it. I think there were many people in the world that have these kinds of downloads because yeah. they're gifted and yeah. they can receive because these messages. Yeah, Once the seed is planted in the universe, yeah. you can perceive it. Yeah. And this is that, that's it. And so, yeah, oftentimes I have these kind of dreams and turn out to be a message. Oh, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, just, you know, all my life, I just kind of prepare myself to like, hmm, what would happen if I was on a desert island? Like, who would I want to be? How would I want to, you know, not look, but like, like one, I want to be a natural kind of person. So I don't suffer if I can't get to the hair, hair salon or to the nail salon. Yeah. I always had these like little games in my head when I get <laughs> bored, like years ago, like, hmm, if I went to the desert island, ooh. I need a razor because I need to shave my hair. <laughs> 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 well, I would grow really long hair. <laughs> no. And it was, I literally had this moment when we were like, I was with my really good friend here, like shopping for the pandemic. We knew like next day's lockdown, like what do we need? And she's like, we need a razor. I'm like, oh my God, I almost forgot. How could I forget about the razor? <laughs> the one thing. It's like, well, ladies, it looks like you're going au natural. <laughs> oh, hilarious. That's no, so just like, I knew the shift was going to happen and I'm glad it's here. It's just chaos right now. And we just have to sit still and surrender and wait it out. And take a deep breath. And take a deep breath. <laughs> yeah. Keep breathing through it. Yeah. And don't get stuck mm -hmm. because we're not stuck. There's, There's all ways. these things we can do. And, you know, we just um, need to be happy with less. Exactly. Focus on the, you know, minimal. The minimalistic lifestyle. Yeah. Well, thank you so much thank for being so well. here today. Yeah, I mean, I'm here in your space actually, but <laughs> for, you know, taking the time and yeah. doing this and it's been really lovely getting to know you and I'm super excited to see what's to come 
here and also on my own personal breathwork journey. So thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) I am very, very happy. Okay. Well, everyone, if you want more information, I'm going to add Sabrina's um, info and details in the description. See you soon.